You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. And welcome to another glorious episode of the Put On Waivers podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Douglas, along with James Amato. Mike is enjoying some, Mike and Rolando is enjoying some, enjoying some time off with the family. So we always promote family here on our show. So good, I'm good for him, and we'll see him back uh, next week, hopefully. So a lot of stuff going on. NBA draft is tomorrow. I have not delved deep into that enough to actually come up with any really great stuff with that. So the kid from Arizona will probably go first. And then you have um, the over kid, overseas kid who, who doesn't want to play for any, any other team in the NBA except for the Sacramento Kings. So he's doing whatever he can to make sure that he does not play for the Kings. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we're going to start with Major League Baseball and going to talk about the Washington Nationals here. So the Nationals are in an interesting spot here because – they are in. You look at the age of that roster, the everyday players. They got a, they got a couple. The Taylor and um, the shortstop. They got they got some young players. A couple of young young players there. Um, but for the most part, they're an older team, and they are trying now to win it all. And they've struggled in the playoffs in, in past years. And you know, it, looking back now it looked kind of foolish for them to have um, sat Strasburg when he was lighting the league on fire and not pitched him in the playoffs. But that's neither here nor there. The Nationals getting a closer now. Do you think that, James, this is a team that they have the offensive capabilities of of, of, um, of winning the whole thing? Do they have, like, that kind of that it factor to help them win it? They do have pitching. They have, they have you know, really solid pitching. But – then them going out there and getting the closer. Do you think that's the the final, the kind of the final straw there that will help them um, build that championship caliber squad going into the playoffs? Yeah, I I, I don't see it. Um, there's there's something with Washington um, and, and this national team in general where it just seems like they're missing something every year. There's you, you just don't get the feeling that they're an overpowering team, even, you know, the years they've had like one of the top two records in the league, um, just don't perform in the playoffs. You know, they, they blamed it on Dusty a couple of years ago. Um, you talk about Strasburg. That's one of the great one. What ifs, um, you know, what if they let up pitch in that series? Um, I just, I don't feel it from them. Um, you know, maybe it's a curse from stealing the team from Montreal, the way major league baseball backhanded the the expos to the nationals and, and, and all those moves they did. And the Marlins are part of that curse that's been going on ever since it came down. But yeah, I, one thing I like about the trade, like you said, they're on that crossroads. Um, Atlanta doesn't look like they're slowing down at all. You know, Atlanta's just playing some incredible baseball. Washington 17 and 17 at home. They're seven games over 500. So 
much better road team than a home team. I don't know if there's pressure at home that's getting to them, but they just, they, they never really excite me with anything. Um, and, and you just don't feel that there. You don't feel like this is a team that can, can get hot and, and sustain. And, you know, they're a half a game ahead of Philadelphia. Um, the one thing I like about the trade is it's, you know, you have 40 days left before the, the trade deadline. Um, so if they start to fall out of it or if it's not there and Harper continues to struggle, they could always, you know, make the trade again. You know, they could trade this guy off to another team um, and, and maybe get some prospects. I, I think they're, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to go for it all because Bryce Harper's not coming back to Washington. Um, you know, then what do they do with Scherzer in the offseason? Do they start a total rebuild there? Um, a lot of question marks on this team, but I just I don't feel it. I don't I don't feel nothing from this Washington team when I watch them. Other uh, only on days when Scherzer is pitching are they interesting to watch. Um, there's there's just something missing, and I, and I can't figure out what it is. Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing about the team is they do have a kid in Soto who. They're lucky enough to, you know, listen, you draft Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper came into the league with a lot of hype. So he comes into the league with a lot of hype, and then now he's in that first contract year where you're you're not going to be able to keep him. But it looks like they do have, in this 19-year-old right fielder, they might have a guy who they can just transition to being their their next great player. You know, so you move on from, you move on from Harper, and now... This kid who has been playing great. I mean, he's batting three twenty eight. Got six home runs. It's amazing. They're call. Yeah. It's amazing. He's nineteen years old, and they're calling him the childish Bambino now. Um, take off Donald Glover's um, rap name, so which, which is hilarious to me. But he's he's playing he's playing great baseball for him. So and then they did, they do have um, some nice young some young um, young speed there as well. They got uh, Trey Turner is a is a really good defensive um, defensive shortstop. You also have um, you have him. You have Taylor in the outfield. Michael Taylor gives him some um, gives him some speed as well. But we'll have to see what the what the um, what the Nats do. It's interesting because sometimes when teams are trying to get over the hump, it's not the years that they win a bunch of games, right? It's not the year when they win a hundred games or dominate their division. It's when they maybe have to be forced to make a wild card, kind of like you know. I remember 2010, the Giants had to make the playoffs in the last. Um, they had a regular season beating the Padres, and they ended up winning the World Series that year against teams that they look overmatched with every 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 step of the way. So, well, the the Nats do have the, the first thing they do have is the talent. They have the they have a closer situation now with with with, with Herrera with with Herrera and um, Doolittle. They also have a, a, a starting pitcher who seems like he's just a bad luck guy. I feel like every time I look at Serge Serge, he's a guy who has who pitches. You know, lights out and loses a one nothing game <laughs> because they couldn't score for him um, in that situation. Oh, yeah. 15, but, 16 strikeouts and you get a loss. <laughs> and you get a loss. Yeah, it drives, it drives me absolutely crazy. But do you when you, when I look at Harper, this is not a typical Harper, or or maybe is it, or maybe this is a typical Harper year. Not not a very typical Harper season as far as batting average, and he seems, it seems like he's struggling this year. Do you think the weight of this impending free agency is weighing on him a little bit? Yeah, I, I think it is, and, and you're also talking about someone um, 
who basically has not really performed in the postseason either. So, you know, you have you have the weight of the postseason where he hasn't really delivered. Um he's had some he's had some good games, but he hasn't sustained a series in the postseason. Um and now, you know, maybe there's a pressure of his contract and again he's a Boros client. Um, you know, what's going on with that and how much pressure does he throw on him? But, you know, two thirteen batting average, nineteen home runs, um yeah, you know, it, it's 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 he's, mind he's blowing because you, you thought he was going to come out of this. Yeah, he's having that Gary Sanchez kind of year that 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 putrid batting average, but still has the power numbers. Um, but the, but the batting average is really really low. I mean, w- once you get once you get near that two hundred mark, that's not good baseball right there. And he and he needs to. Um, I, I think you want that free agency so bad. You want that 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 right to go shop yourself around, but for him, it, it's not coming together like he thought it would. And I think I think that's the issue there. And plus, you got GMs throwing him under the bus, which I think I, I don't think GMs should do that because I mean, do players? I mean, you, they want players to really start throwing start throwing them under the bus when they make horrible trades and when they start doing all these little things. I think that. When you're trying to prevent somebody from making, you're not gonna like, and and then and then the um, GM goes, I'm not, I'm not sure who, who who the GM who um who criticized Harper, but I'm not sure if he did the whole thing where he didn't didn't really was went you know went undercover and and said oh I'm not gonna release my name, but this is what I think of Bryce Harper. I'm not I don't remember I don't remember the situation, but I know I, I did read that he that he did receive that um press, that, that um, criticism from another, from another team's GM. If you don't have the player in your in your stable, if you don't have the player in your building, I don't know. I'm not sure how you can, you know, totally criticize them like that. But whatever, we'll see what happens there. Um, but but Bryce Harper does need to have a um, great pro season, and he won't be facing Hunter Strickland to, to dominate him in, in, in this postseason. So he needs to he needs to really go out there and have a, have a solid postseason to really help carry that team. Just just you know, there were weeks. When Daryl Strawberry was with the Mets and he had a tumultuous career, but there are weeks, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks periods where he just carried that team. That's what I kind of want to see from Harper now. Like I want to see Harper kind of carry the Nationals for two or three weeks and and and, and you know dominate several several you know two two or three weeks series against really good teams. I want to see that happen with uh, Mr. Harper. Have we ever seen it's... Harper do that though in his career? I mean, he's you know, he's gotten hot. Daryl's he's gotten hot, but he's gotten but, hot. But, but you know what Darryl I'm talking Strawberry, about, though. Like that's a, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, but you know, before everything happened with Strawberry, like he he carried a team, like he put fear in pitchers, um, fear in the other teams. Um, you know, one of the great, you know, wasted talents, wasted careers, what could have been. Um, but yeah, I, I like. You know, Strawberry would uh, like he would put the bets on his shoulders, and even like even '83 when he got there, his rookie year, like he he would carry a, a bad Mets team for a couple of weeks. Um, and I, I haven't seen Harper go through that stretch of two to three weeks where he's the best player in the game. Has he had a week where he's been the best player in the game? Yeah, I, I think he's had that, but. Um, and obviously, Strawberry's not a Hall of Fame player, but I think I think there's a pretty big comparison right there to 
uh, yeah, I mean, to compare him to Strawberry, but I'd like to see him do it. You know, I do like no, I mean, Harper, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean I enjoy watching yeah, him play the I'll, game, I'll like and I think too. we talk about it a lot. Baseball needs to have fun, and this is someone who's having, you know, prior to this year has a lot of fun on the field, but you're just you're just not seeing that from him on the field this year. So obviously something's getting to him. Yeah, even um, even when the Mets went to the World Series and lost to the Royals, Cespedes had that had that run where he just he basically just carried that team to the World Series. Like he he just, he just he just carried them there. I mean, they could not. I mean, you know, the whole series turned on. I think I think the whole that whole series turned on the fly ball that he missed in Game One. But you got to be able to carry. You got to be able to carry that. You know, you gotta be able to carry a team. I mean, I saw Pablo Sandoval do it in a World Series. You got to be able to. Oh, Sandoval, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to see. I, I gotta. You gotta see it. And I and, and I, I think I think that's what baseball wants to see him do. Um, he he has enough. He has enough endorsements. Um, to do to do it. He, they, <laughs> baseball kind of he, he want. Baseball kind of wants him to be that bad guy. To kind of. I mean, I would play off. I mean, obviously, and then we talk about baseball's marketing and lack of marketing skill. I mean, I would pay. Uh, I would play Harper versus Trout every day of the week. You know, as far as like you know, good guy, bad guy. Like I, I can see a whole ad, good cop, bad cop, right now. Like in in, in, a, in, a, in a TV ad for Major League Baseball. But you know, our our good ideas fall on deaf ears as far as, far as Major League Baseball goes and promoting the sport. <laughs> so as far as that goes, do you like? You are a uniform guy. Um, do you have you seen the All Star uniforms? And then do you like them? The hats and everything I, I like saw, that. Is that something? I I saw them briefly. Um... I didn't really get it. I, it popped up on, on my Instagram feed from Major League Baseball. I didn't really take a big look at them. Um, from what I saw, I liked. I, I think it's better, like one of the better ones they've had in a while. Obviously, you know, that's Major League Baseball marketing is to get people to buy by, by having these one-night-only uniforms. Um, you know, I do like the fact that baseball players get to wear their own uniforms. Um in the in the games and it's you know I know we're gonna talk about it a little later but like one of my very first memories is um, in July of 1976 seeing the All Star game from Philadelphia on TV and then just seeing like all these uniforms I'd never seen before and then the fact that like each team was wearing their own so that so that was always really cool to me um, but yeah I think I think what I've seen I think they did a really good job and I like the hats that they came up with with the all-star for for the home run derby and, and all the competitions and stuff like that. Um, but, it, but the nationals have good colors where you could really design something like that. I mean, you think about the last couple of all-star games, it's been the Padres, it's been, you know, the Marlins um, and, and they have colors kind of central to not that, I mean, I guess Washington too, if you're talking red, white and blue, but really to the area when you think about it, you know, San Diego and those Miami colors. So they have some pretty hideous jerseys and hats for those events. But I think they did, I think they did a really nice job. Um, but it, it was easy because of the colors. That's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I do – I mean, like, let's face it, besides a couple of teams, it seems like everybody has some kind of red, white, or blue – combination <laughs> i mean everybody kind of has that in the league i mean there's a few teams like the orioles and the giants and d-backs i'm certain certain teams that don't have these certain uniforms but i don't have a people people talk mess about major League baseball as far as like um as far as getting you know people to buy or these kids to beg their parents to buy uniforms i think that's that's okay i mean you know, i'd rather kids buying a uniform than buying 
something else. So I, I, I have no problem with that. Um, the Mets now are trying to trade, are now open to trading Syndergaard and DeGrom. DeGrom would be a whole lot if you wanted DeGrom, but Syndergaard you could probably get for a little bit, a little bit less. I think, you know, let's, you know, do I like Thor? Do I like um, Noah Syndergaard? Yes. But I do think so somebody has to sit Noah Syndergaard down and say, hey, listen, you're going to have to learn how to pitch. And you being able, you lifting weights and all this stuff like that and getting ridiculously strong and all that stuff like that, that's what's wonderful. But you're, you can't be a, right now, right now he's a glorified five inning pitcher. Like when was the last time Noah Syndergaard got into the eighth inning of a ball game? I mean, the Mets by no stretch of the imagination want to put their bullpen on the mound. So if you got it going on on the mound as a starter, they're going to put you, they're going to put you, they're going to leave you in the game. And right now he needs to, you know, kind of work, get get to become more of a pitcher, and then he can still use that fastball, which is a deadly weapon. But you got to be able to have that something consistently that players can, you know, off speed pitches that that players have to deal with, and not just not just be a guy who I'm going to throw five fastball up to fastball up to fastball where people just fall it off. You can throw the ball 110 miles an hour. If a major league baseball major baseball players are great at hitting fastballs, you don't get to the majors without being able to hit fastballs. And I think with Noah Syndergaard, I don't know how you feel about him, but I just feel like he's a guy who is you know, he needs to learn how to pitch in order to be a really great pitcher. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, you're they kind of categorize it two ways: you're either a thrower or a pitcher. And to be successful, you have to be a pitcher. Anyone can throw the ball. Anyone can throw the ball as, as fast as possible. Um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, I, I think with how he came up with that whole, you know, 2014, 2015, you know, th- those pitchers and, and how competitive they were against each other and, and just trying to top each other. Uh, I think he, I don't think he's going to draw a lot in the market. Again, going, going back to last week, I, I don't think, I think there's a market for him, but I don't think it's what the Mets think it's going to be. Um, you know, I could see him ending up someplace like Cleveland, even though Cleveland has some good pitching. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to trade within the division. I don't think they want to, you know, to see him with Atlanta or Washington um, come in and possibly pitch six games a year. I mean, do you see if they trade him to Washington and, and, and you have Daniel Murphy and, and Syndergaard coming in, dominating the team. So I, I think, I think they're going to trade him. I don't know what kind of prospects they're going to get. And, you know, again, there's not that team out there looking to lift that jinx. Um, who's who's going to go for it all? And right now, it looks like you know, in both leagues, you know, outside of Seattle, we're we're kind of getting the same playoff teams again that we've had for the last couple of years. So, you know, you need a team that's going to be making a push and, and trying to make the playoffs that that may go for Syndergaard. But again, that team. Or like that. You thought the Lakers had a big game, James? Wait till you hear our guy, James Amato, on the Put On Waivers podcast.
right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Back in the Put On Waivers podcast, James, you were, I think you got a little, you're a little muffled there, so we have to bring you back. I a little. Bit. Um, go ahead. I got you. Go ahead. All right. So, like I was saying, like, I, I saw, you know, the best, and they did a great job of promoting Syndergaard, and there's a lot of hype around him, and I'd like to see him end up um, and, and be a successful pitcher in baseball, but he's got to go to a team that has a good bullpen where you're getting up five or six innings out of them, um, and then the bullpen can carry him the rest of the way. So, I mean, the only team I could see, I mean, because I don't, I mean, with the Angels, no. Like, you know, the Angels are going to make that kind of move. I mean, maybe if they can make a I don't. I don't see that. Detroit and Minnesota are not ready. Um, looking at, you know, you've got the Red Sox and Yankees there. I mean, what we'll to see there. Um, National League does Milwaukee or I can see St. Louis. St. Louis, yes, it's the St. Louis could be a could um could also be a team maybe that does that a big market team trying to do something there. Um, also I think St. Louis could be in a, in a spot to maybe get a, a Drury with Andahar killing it with the Yankees. I don't see Drury who's batting like four hundred in Triple A. Uh, only the Yankees could have a, a solid player like Drury sitting in third, sitting in Triple A, <laughs> smoking yeah. the baseball, and he can't, and he can't get major league at bats right now because he's on a team behind a phenom at third base and 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 Andahar. So I don't really see a team that has you got to have the farm system because because otherwise it, you know, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. You know they have to they have to build from the farm. They don't have anything. Ideally, they, you know, the trading these guys to the Yankees would be perfect. But you know, do you want to? I don't think anybody. I don't think they want to help each other. And I, I don't think they want to help each other. I don't, and it's a perfect match, but I don't see how that. I don't yeah. see how that would work for for, for either team. Um, the Wilpons don't allow the Wilpons don't allow that trade. I don't think they sign off on any type of trade that's going to put the Yankees over the top and just make them look worse than they are. Yeah, too bad they signed up on um, on um, you know the little side deals that that got their franchise in the situation it is right now with Bernie Madoff. So somebody should have had some checks and balances there. Probably would help the Mets a whole a whole great deal. Um, the O's are trying to trade Machado, obviously, and it looks like the the first place demon um diamondbacks are going to try to do what they did last year. Last year they went out there, got a slugger. And now they're trying to get another slugger as a one year uh, was a one year rental for the for their ball for their ball club now. So Machado would definitely fit there. I'm not sure. I mean they probably I mean if they got my they got Machado, they'd probably throw him at sec I mean at shortstop where he wants to play anyway. So you, you so, so so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Um and Machado would um, really fit that lineup very well and kind of give them that edge in the in the West. They're not too far of Diamondbacks or what? A couple of games. They are two games above. Two up on two the Dodgers, the, four on the Giants. And, and four on the Giants. So, you know, they're right there. I mean, they, they're right there. I think they I think they smell it a little bit right now. The Dodgers are playing a little bit better, but the Dodgers lost two in a row. Should have lost three games in a row to the Cubs and the Giants. Um can't seem to get out of their own way as far as injuries go. I mean, they just pile those injuries up, and then 
there's some some um, self-inflicted injuries we'll talk about with the Giants a little bit later on um, <laughs> in the show. But um, yeah, so I mean, Machado would definitely be a definitely uh, will be a definitely a, give that team a boost that, that they are already seven games over 500. They seem to kind of right right the ship. It's hard to win the division couple of years in a row or, or made the playoffs to, to a couple of years in a row, but they are on their way to doing that. I'm not sure if the Dodgers can um can come back and do anything, but um they are they they, they the Dodgers again have right the ship a little bit, but are they better than the Diamondbacks? We'll have to see. Also, you know, those head to head games, you know, when when you're only a couple of games behind in the loss column, we'll see what LA and the Giants do in that situation. Um Hap from the Blue Jays here. The yeah, you're hearing rumblings about the Yankees and Astros being a little bit of battle for him. Do you think that this guy is worthy of this? Uh, worthy of this? Of this? You know, of a trade here. I mean, is he going to be a guy who can really help a team? I mean, he seems like more of a third or fourth starter on a good team. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a top of the line starter, um, and I don't think either the teams that are in the talks for him, like really need a, a, a four or five starter on their team. Um, I think it, it's just, I think it's, you know, I don't think they get anything for him. I really don't. Like, I, I think just ride it out in Toronto. Um, obviously the Blue Jays aren't anywhere near anything. Uh, they did beat the Braves today, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm not impressed. Um, like I, I I know he pitched great today. He, he had a good game today. Struck out eight and in eight innings pitched. Um, he is left-handed, which makes him valuable in that band box known as Yankee Stadium. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see where he he's not he's not a top three starter on, on any of those teams. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not if I'm from the Yankees. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna it, it, to me, if you're Yankees or Astros, do a big or do a go, or, or do a big or don't do it at all. Um, go big or go home. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't make that. I wouldn't touch the. I wouldn't touch half if I'm the Yankees. If you are the Astros here now, do you do the Astros have alternate plans for him? Like, is he a guy who they could maybe slip into a closer role or a long relief role in the playoffs? Like, just start him now and then just do that later on. I don't know what you know. I was you know kind of thinking about um, Keuchel. Keiko was on the on his soapbox, demanding at the trade deadline that the Astros did something when they had the best record in baseball last year. They did something now. They did something in this off season as well, getting Cole, getting Verlander, and now he's gonna be a guy who's like the fourth starter, maybe maybe a lefty out of the bullpen when the playoffs come. The way Morton and and McCullough colors have um, pitched for the pitch for Houston now, so you gotta, you gotta be careful what you ask for. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll take the ring, and I'm sure he'll get paid plenty of money in the off season. But that's kind of interesting to see why, what happens with with Houston there. But we know we know what Houston's yeah, issue I, is. That's the bullpen. Maybe Happ is a guy who can help him in the bullpen. Maybe he's a good fit in the bullpen um, for them. I mean, what do you think about it historically? And it's not even in today's modern pitching rules and 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 laws that they have for pitchers nowadays, but, you know, you go back, like I can, like 40-plus years of watching baseball, and teams that have more than three starters when it came to playoffs, like that number four starter, no matter how good he was, like never started a playoff game. It makes no sense to, to, to go with a four-man rotation 
in the postseason. Um, you know, I can think of the Yankees, you know, Dick Tidrow would start most of the season. He would actually spot start here and there, but have a lot of starts. And then come playoff time, like he never started a playoff game. I, you know, he, he was always relocated to the bullpen. Um, of course, you know, it was different back then. Players didn't mind getting bumped to the bullpen because um, they, they, they knew they had a better chance of winning that way. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're going to send half to Houston, I, I think it makes sense. I don't think that, I, again, I don't think anyone's going to go overboard for a pitcher this year. I, I, you know, what pitcher is going to push a team over the top right now? And I, I think all the, all the best pitchers are probably on like all the best teams in baseball right now, you know? So I don't think anyone's going to overpay Houston may give a little extra for the bullpen help. Um, and, and he, he could possibly, he, he's actually a, good, a really good pick for him. I, I didn't even think about like moving him to the bullpen, um, if he goes to the Yankees, he's obviously number four starter. Could even be a five starter. They don't need bullpen help. So that is, that's true. I, they, I think that's they, the big thing for them. Yeah, they, they obviously don't need any bullpen help. You listen to the Put On Waivers podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Douglas, along with uh, James Amato and Mike Rondo is on vacation. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more baseball. How would you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today, but you didn't get a ticket? Now, that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get Carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster. With Carbonite, you get a do-over. You get your pictures and your other priceless files back. Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code FREETRIAL. That's Carbonite.com, offer code free trial. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. Blog Talk. Hey, you need a sports fix? Rate, review, and subscribe to the Put on Waivers podcast with Mike Rolando. I'm from L. Put on waivers podcast here, Dwayne Douglas, along with James Amato. Um, it's funny because speaking of L.A. and California, kind of pulling my hair out a little bit because I got to move from the East Coast to the West Coast, which is always going to be it's always a fun thing. But um. Magic Johnson has put down, laid down the law, no tampering this off season for the Lakers. <laughs> no tampering as they try to, <laughs> as they try to get LeBron, as they try to get Leonard, and try to get Paul George. Um, absolutely, guys. Listen, guys. No tampering. Wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. Get them, get a, basically get get the get those three guys here. No matter what we gotta do. No matter what we gotta do, and 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 if, if you can throw in Demarcus Cousins, throw in Demarcus Cousins too. Let's go. Let's, let's, go. let's get four of them. 
Let's camp for it. Let's go for it. Let's go. Let's go. Put the capes on. Super team is coming. Um, all right. So you let's know, rock and roll with uh, tomorrow. Go ahead. Tomorrow's the uh, tomorrow's the NBA draft, and honestly, like you think about the NBA draft has fallen a lot. Like it, it's really after you get past pick seven, not much goes on, and and I think the NBA has overshadowed the draft with free agency. Um, it's just it's just so close to July first when they have this draft that um, I think it's just overshadowed by everything that's going on, and then, and then you get the the Kawhi Leonard trade, you know, possibilities and stuff like that, like. They, the NBA draft just is not what it once was. Um, I do think it's going to make a come. Yeah, but I, I do think it's going to make a comeback because I think uh, I think Silver is going to go out here, and Silver is going to change the rules about college kids coming to the pros. They're going to have to either come immediately or come after three years or something like that. Um, so with that, with that being, I, I, the rule, the rule change is coming. He, he, he's a very, he is, it's, I do believe the rumor that, that the NFL tried to convince him to come over and leave the NBA to take over for Goodell. I, I believe it because he is, he's, he handled every crisis that is, that his league has had, whether it was the, you know, the racist comments of the Clippers owner, he, he tackled it and just, you know, just handles it with class and just handles it with the, with the swift, oh, swift hammer. And nobody can – nobody disputes his moves. Everybody says, okay, that was a smart move. So I think he's going to handle this. Um, I have confidence in him. He's probably the most – he probably is the guy who – I kind of wish he was running baseball. I mean, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. way, with, with the way, with the uh, way, or or hockey or NFL, whatever. Cause he's can we clone um, silver? They, can, can we can we clone silver yeah. so so he can go like Adam Silver so he can become GMs of all the four major sports? Um, yeah. How great! Uh, what, what other thing? Just just getting off topic a little. Um, we we talked about we talked about OB last week, but you know I got to give Las Vegas night fans kudos. Because even they knew to boo Gary Bettman. So when Bettman came out to present the cup, they booed the heck out of him. So thank you, Las Vegas Knight fans, for for proving yourself a real NHL franchise um, and being real fans of the NHL by knowing to boo Gary Bettman last week when when he was handing out the cup. Um, they booing kind of they booing the guy who helped help help get them a team there though. So um, but I mean but but I do understand that like with the with the it's exception of. It's a tradition to boo. Uh, <laughs> it's a tradition. Boo <laughs> it, it's crazy because like there isn't, there is not a, there. Is, but with the exception of Adam Silver, like is there another? Is there? An, uh, they all get booed. If they go, yeah. if, if they try, if they try to talk in front of the, you know whatever uh, any team, I mean like you know they they're gonna get booed. You know whether it's Batman, whether it's. Um, um, uh, Man- Man- Manford, like it's, it doesn't matter. Like it's gonna be, you know, they're all gonna get, they're all gonna get booed there. So then, um, it, it just says that they're not doing a good job. So and Goodell's probably the worst of worst of the four. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of like just absolute, I mean, I, I can't even take uh, people are just some people are just stupid. Okay, some people are just absolutely stupid. So you have this gift of being a major league baseball pitcher, and that gift can basically help you do a lot of cool things with your life and also help you help your family eat for a long time. Like your grandkids are going to be 
are going to be wealthy. And when you've been an up-and-down pitcher and you actually get thrust into a situation where you're the closer of a team that, you know, 500 team, they're probably not making the playoffs, but, you know, you're making, you, you, you can go out there and, and make make a case that you're a closer in this league. And if they don't sign you, you can go out there and maybe go somewhere else and be a closer and get big closer money. You blew us, you blow a save. It happens. Trust me. I'm as frustrated as he is. I'm as mad as he is that, that he blew the save. I think he had a three I think he had a two run or a three run lead against the Marlins of all teams and blew the lead. And the and the and the, and the Giants and the blues in the game. But Hunter Strickland then runs into the locker room and punches the wall with his pitching hand. Like I just don't understand the I mean like I don't understand the I understand the competitiveness. I hate to lose. If if I'm playing Madden or tennis or Parcheesi, I don't care. I'm playing wiffle ball, I don't care. I don't want to lose. But how can you be that stupid? To yeah, yeah, blow up your hand. And blow up run the bases too, huh? <laughs> I am not watching Yankees because the, the the Yankees are not the, the Yankees losing the playoffs. They're not gonna, the Yankees lose. They're not going to lose to a team like the, the the Mariners, who are a good team, but they but they but they don't have the horses. But um, the, just thoughts on how dumb this whole Hunter Strickland thing is. It's 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 dumb in any sport, honestly. Um, you know, you, you talk about Amari Stoudemire with the Knicks gets the Knicks back into the playoffs and and goes and punches a fire extinguisher, breaks his hand. Um, you know, unless you're LeBron James, you're not playing games with a broken hand. So I don't I don't know why you do it. Um, even he was dumb for doing it. Um, it, it makes no sense. And especially Major League Baseball, you get to the dugout, they have, you know, they have these bats there and they have garbage cans strategically placed. Grab a bat and, and beat up a garbage can. Don't don't hurt yourself. I mean, you don't know, like, what... Pull up Paul O'Neill. Pull up Paul O'Neill. Pull up Paul O'Neill. You know, <laughs> pull up Paul O'Neill. Pull up pull Lou Pinella. Pull, you know, anything. Um you know, and, and the severity of broken hands, I mean, you you can shatter a hand and never use that hand again, basically. You would never have the same functions on it. So, um, yeah, I, you, you had sent out the, the text of what was going on, and I looked it up because I hadn't really seen it. Um, and I was just like, wow, I, I couldn't believe it, like just reading about it. And um, apparently was pissed at the umpires for a couple of calls, but still, like you – it is. It's beyond stupid when anyone does anything, especially a pitcher. Um, you know, that's your hand. You know, you need your hand to pitch the ball. If you're a quarterback, you know, and you break your hand punching a wall, um, you're throwing arm, you're throwing hand. It just it just makes no sense. It's 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 idiot. It's it's just it's dumb. It's stupid. Yeah, it, and again, with baseball, yeah. there's so much stuff in the dugout that you can break uh, with a baseball bat. Uh, and, and you can break those things without any re- without any repercussions. Um, Hunter has to go now. I, I want to move on from him. I can't I can't be I can't be bothered with him as well. And Bumgarner, I mean maybe Bumgarner and him are just learning from the kind of cut from the same cloth as far as this um, anger issues. I mean he's getting thrown out. He's getting he's pitching poorly and getting thrown out of games because he's arguing arguing um, balls and strikes. You know at the end of the day, just you get you got to be able to get people out. 
And if you can't, if you, can't get, you can't get people out, don't get frustrated because the umpire is not calling pitches that are, you know, eight, six, seven inches off of the plate. I mean, you got you got to find a way to pitch better. Uh, I mean, you, especially when you're pitching against a terrible team like the um, like the Miami Marlins. Uh, you know what? Have you seen? And this is something that I, I just noticed that as the Yankees win again, of course the Yankees never lose, but as they are almost thirty games over five hundred. What is up with so many home runs being hit on 0-2 pitches? Like, it's just, like, yeah. what is going on? I, I, I've seen so many of that. I've seen so many of, like, two strikes. Two strikes used to be, well, growing up, two, two strikes used to be a death sentence. You know, maybe maybe, maybe a jack went out on on three and two, but thoughts on that? Like, Owen, so many 0-2 fastball, I mean, 0-2 um, counts, and people are hitting home runs. Is it is it the whole pitch count scenario? Because you you know the Braves in the nineties on zero and two aren't throwing a pitch down the middle. Um, used to have at least one or two waste pitches. I don't know what if the mentality of hey I'm on a pitch count I can't waste a pitch outside. Um, so I'm just gonna go after the guy. I'm gonna throw it down the middle. Um, you know I'm gonna try to beat the guy because all you know again we're seeing the players getting up there and they're just swinging as hard as possible. So maybe that's the mindset of the pitcher too. Is like, hey, he's swinging as hard. I'm gonna throw as hard, and you know, he's not focused. I'm up 0 and 2. Might have a little energy going, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of 0 and 2. A lot of 0 and 2 hits in general in baseball. I'm, I bet, like, if you yeah. were to really dig into the stats and see how many the batting average on 0 2 counts this year is probably the highest it's ever been in baseball. Um, you know, and and that was always the pitcher's advantage. You know, and how many times would you see like the you know, just look at an old baseball film and, and you would get these, these big jacked up guys on swinging at like the worst pitch because, you know, they were, they didn't want to be shown up by the pitcher. And then all of a sudden, like they're just throwing this junk outside and it's, it's a joke right now. Um, but there's gotta be something behind it. Again, I think it's that whole, I'm not going to waste the pitch. If I throw this pitch outside, that's one more pitch. I'm, you know, I'm going to come out earlier if I keep doing this. I'm just going to keep going after the hitter, keep going after the hitter. Um, I mean, this is yeah, a game yeah, of America, yeah. so five nothing. Yeah, but you five five nothing, five nothing, in that ballpark is just you can't you can it's nothing. It, it, it's just absolutely. It's kind of like the in uh, in the play in the wild card game last year. weren't the Twins up five four nothing in the first inning, and then they and then yeah. like you know Didi erased Didi erased it immediately. Like that that porch is yeah. borderline illegal. I mean, it just it just is. It just is. I mean, you know, it's borderline illegal. But it's, but it's, but the, you know, whether it's the old Yankee Stadium or the, or the new Yankee Stadium, it's been there forever. So you gotta respect it. Um, but I, I just thought about that. It's just crazy. Miguel Cabrera out for the year now. Uh, you know, one of the best hitters in the game. Also, a guy who's making a whole lot of money. Um, I'm not. Sure, I mean, th- th- this was a year they maybe possibly. If, if an injury happened, they could have probably moved them, but now they're stuck with that contract again as the as the as they try to rebuild um, their, their their ball club. The Red Sox in first place with the Yankees going neck and neck every day. They seem like both of those teams win um, every day. What's the you know, what's the kind of the weakness of that Red Sox team now? They have a lot of good young players on their team. They they could definitely go toe to toe with anybody in baseball, whether it's the Astros or the or the Yankees. Thoughts on um, what, what do you see in Boston with the Red Sox? Can you know they obviously can win the whole thing? What do you think their major their major malfunction could be in the in the playoffs to to be their undoing? 
Uh, right now it's the bullpen. I, I, I don't think they're as deep in the bullpen as the Yankees. Um, so if they get into a one-game playoff, you know, they're that team that you've got to get a good start out of sale, and you probably will, uh, but you don't want it to have to come down to the bullpen. You know, that gap between the starter and Kimbrell is, is, has been kind of shaky. Um, you compare it to the Yankees, you know, 10 pitchers versus 10 pitchers. You know, I'll take the Yankees pitching rotation over the Red Sox right now. Um, but I, I think that's what's holding them back right there. They're getting a lot of great production uh, out of the team in general. Um, you know, Mookie carried the team for a while. Um, he's slowed down a bit, and, you know, J.D. takes over. So they're, they're getting the hitting. They're getting that clutch playing. Um, right now, my, my only concern, if I'm a Red Sox fan, is, is the bullpen um, because it's not going to match up. It obviously matches up against the Astros right now. So if you get into a series like that, you're fine. Um, and they're starting pitcher. The starting pitchers, I, I think the starting pitching is ahead of the Yankees. I know we've gone back and forth on that a little bit, um, especially when Mike's on the podcast. But, um, you know, the big concern right there is, is the bullpen, how deep that bullpen is. There, there's no depth there right now. And that's why, that's why I was kind of surprised that, like, you know, that they didn't – Yeah, I, I, get, I applaud the Nets for going out and getting Herrera, but I just thought, I just thought the Red Sox, I kind of agree, I agree with you, you know, 100%. I just thought that they would, they would jump all over a guy like that. I think he's a guy who has pitched in some big games and would be a, a good asset. And you got to listen. You got to come with velocity when you when you're facing the uh, when facing the facing the Astros when you're facing the the Yankees because you know that's the only chance you got. You know, <laughs> especially with the Yankees because they have a lot of guys who can strike who who strike out a whole lot. And the only chance you really get is to. Is if you could bring in some velocity late in the game, maybe you can get by him. Obviously, the Mariners did not have any velocity tonight in order to stop the Yankees, and they were able to um, come back and win that ball game. Um, thoughts about now? We, we we talked about a lot of things about Major League Baseball. Um, obviously, you can hit us up on Twitter at Put On Waivers and then at and uh, at Raiders Today. We're gonna be doing once we get, once I get settled in my new place. <laughs> Um, we're going to be doing some things with Facebook as well. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, uh, kind of want to talk to, and one, one of the parts of the show that I like is James, almost like story time with James, because James has some really good stories. Um, what did you talk about baseball and like the first time you went to a game and kind of your memories of the, of that first, of that first trip? Um, well, the first game I ever saw, and I, and I have very little memories of it, but it, it was it was in 1973, and it was with the Cub Scouts, and it was the Yankees. I'm sorry, it was the Mets playing the Expos. Uh, we sat in the upper deck, and the only reason I have memories of that game was I actually bought um, I bought a, a, an Expos batting helmet, one of those plastic batting helmets that I still have, and I'll, I'll send you a picture of it one day because it's got all the wear and tear on it. But um, that's that's the first game I ever went to. I, I know for a fact that's the first game I ever I went to. The first game I remember going to and, and remember from start to finish. Um, my dad took me to a Yankee Red Sox game. It was June 26, so so we're almost um, 41 years to the day uh, of the game. It, it was the Yankees and Red Sox. Um, we sat in the upper deck. And it was the first time I got the feeling of, of what Yankees Red Sox really was in person. Um, 
I remember sitting in the upper deck and about six rows in front of us, somebody was waving a Red Sox banner and, and the guy sitting behind him took out a lighter and, and lit the banner on fire. Uh, so, you know, I, I remember that. And, and the big thing was um, Paul Blair getting the game winning hit in the bottom of the ninth to, to drive in the run. Um, I saw Reggie hit a double. Uh, which was amazing because Reggie, you know, at that age, um, him and Thurman were two of the players that I really liked, that I rooted hard for. I was a huge fan. Greg Nettles is, is like probably my Yankee from that era who I was the biggest fan of, but Reggie's right up there, you know. Um, but seeing him in person, um, you know, and, and you talk about this Red Sox lineup, it was, you know, it was that classic Red Sox lineup, like that five-year stretch of 75 through 80, where it's Burleson, Lynn, Rice, Yastrzemski, Fisk, uh, Butch Hobson, um, you know, George Scott. Bob Stanley was a reliever. I, I know Red Sox fans don't want to hear his name. But it, it was just it, – it, it was a perfect summer day at Yankee Stadium on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and just how loud, you know – it was in general, like it was just so loud. There was so much energy. Um, you had the organ music. You didn't have pumped in music. You weren't told to clap. You, you know, they, they had to charge on the organ here and there. Um, hearing Bob Shepard live for the first time. Um, what else? You know, just walking into Yankee Stadium and it seemed like, you know, you would see Yankee Stadium on TV and, and, and Rizzuto and, and Bill White and Frank Messer would talk about Death Valley and how deep it was. And then to see that left center field for the first time and realize like how far away that, that actually was, um, you know, and just the, you know, it, I was, I was 11 at the time. So I was older than the first time I ever really went to a game. Um, and it just like the sights and sounds, you know, and, and that smell of the stadium. And, you know, it's amazing because every time I went to, and I, was, I call it the old new Yankee Stadium because it was technically, you know, 77, two years old at that point. Um, every time I went back to Yankee Stadium from that point on, like it, it always smelled the same to me, um, no matter what time of the year. Um, but, yeah, that, that was the first game I, I remember start to finish what happened. The Yankees were losing. They came back and won the game. Um, I just remember Paul Blair getting that hit. They went on to win the World Series that year. Getting to see Thurman Munson live. Um Cliff Johnson, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember Cliff Johnson, but Cliff Johnson, they they had gotten in a trade like a week earlier. He was a catcher for the Astros, and he was like the John Carlos Stanton back then, just that huge, big, tall guy who was taller than everyone. Um, you thought he'd have more power than he actually did. He did hit a lot of home runs in his career, um, but seeing him live and and how big of a character he was 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 just amazing. So that's you know, that's, that's the one game that is always embedded in my mind. You know, I have a handful of games that I, I remember going to um, from start to finish and, and had a lot of fun at. But that's that's one of those games that I'll just never forget. Like, it's, that's the, the game, you know, right there. And I can't even believe, like, you know, it's, it's right around the corner. It's a, less than a week away from the 41st anniversary of my first ever visit to Yankee Stadium. No, that's crazy. Uh, so I went to my first game was Red Sox Yankees, which is living on the East Coast, which is like you know that happens. And I remember there was a commercial 
on TV where it could have been Bank of America, MasterCard or something, right? But it's a show, they show a dad, father and a son going up the stairs of a ballpark. And they, they cut to the kid's eyes when the first time he sees the field. And that's kind of how it feels the first time. Like it just it's an amazing feeling when you get a chance to see that field for the first time and see those players that you've been watching on TV or listen to on the radio. That was crazy. Um, I remember um, sitting our seats were by the pesky pole, and I was with my grandfather and my father, and we were watching the game. And that was a big that was a game where Roberto Kelly hit an opposite field shot right over like probably like two seats over my head, hit a home run. Um, I, I don't even remember who won the game, but I just remember like I couldn't believe like, like you know I'm sitting there watching these players right right in front of me, watching Dwight 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 Evans is like right in front of me like you know what I mean like all this stuff like that so that was kind of cool um, that was always a really cool situation and I know for me when I first time I saw the Giants play the Mets and that's how I became a San Francisco Giant fan that was that was you know, that was pretty cool that was that was incredible that was when you know Will Clark was there and Will Clark was just you know you know Mike Mike Rolando surprised me and gave me a Sports Illustrated with Will Clark on the cover <laughs> that he had when he was digging up in digging 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 up in his basement. So um, so I, I received that in the mail the other day. So that was kind of cool. But those those are things that I really that whole like you know the whole it's basically kind of just our sport. Like you know I mean yeah I, I know they they play it um, in. You know the Spanish-speaking countries, but I think between the U.S. and the, and like you know Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, that's kind of like our that's our kind of our game, you know. And I, I feel like that's uh, I think that's kind of a cool thing that you know you you just you know you get a chance to kind of share that with everybody. Like you know I can talk to my Spanish friends about the about the about they joke around they joke about the Yankees calling the Yankees and they and we'll talk about the Yankees <laughs> we'll talk about that um, my my grandfather my grandfather who um, a, a lot of Jamaicans love baseball they come so a lot of my fa- my family members came over and um, just took the baseball um, because it reminded them of cricket of cricket so much so 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 the, and they came back and they, and then my father and my grandfather and and, and my uncle love baseball they'll 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 you know watch the game till. For 17 innings, if they could. My grandfather, my one thing about my grandfather that I used to love too was that he the game would be on TV, but he would be on the front on, on the front on the front porch listening to the game on the radio. And I think baseball. Yeah, is the I, one sport. I, my grandfather. Would oh, go ahead. Play. He he would listen to yeah. it instead of watching it. Yeah, instead of watching it, and I think I think to me that was kind of the thing that were more of it. What I liked what I liked about it was like more it, it just adds your it's kind of your imagination, like you can you can just see it. Um, in your head, and I just think I thought it was just a cool thing to always just kind of you know just kind of sit there and just like relax and just watch a game and have a conversation and just hear the inflection of the guy doing the broadcast up and down to see whether or not it's a you know it's a big play or, it, or was the ball hit out or was it or is it to the warning track you know if my makes an error you can hear the crowd in the background and basically it's the only sport you can really listen to on a radio and enjoy it I think you know I think I'll listen to a, I'll listen to a football game sometimes only out of necessity like say if I'm coming I'm driving somewhere and I have to I can't wait till I get home I have to like hear some what's going on that's only that's kind of the only way I listen to a football game on the on the radio I think you know now I think baseball baseball has that and ML the MLB at bat app is great for that. I mean, that's the one thing that makes it a little bit easier when you are a East Coast San Francisco Giant fan. You get you get to hear 
all that all that cool action um right on your on your it used to be a transistor, transistor radio now it's now it's now it's a smartphone that costs about thousand dollars yeah but <laughs> it, it used to be uh it used to be free on the internet you used to get you used to, used to go onto any major league baseball team's web page back you know when the internet first started hitting and you could click on listen to the game and, and you would get the radio feed of the home team. It was amazing. It, it was really amazing. Um, one other thing, in 87, I saw the Giants play the Mets at Shea Stadium. And you talk about two powerhouse teams going at it. Um, and that was a that was a Saturday game. And it was the same weekend that the, the U.S. Open for tennis started. So you talk about traffic. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get baptized into some traffic as I move to the left coast. <laughs> I think I'm definitely I've been I've been full worn. I've been I'm trying to trying to live as close to the new um, my new digs as possible. So I'm not so the so the so the, um, the 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 transport to going back and forth between um, home and workers is okay. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm but I do I do know that it's gonna be there's some serious traffic out there. It's not LA traffic, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty big out there. Um, short show tonight, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap it up. Um, mis- miscellaneous time now. A couple minutes here with miscellaneous. Anything going on in the world of anything with you, Mister Mister um, Amato, that you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, uh, my highlight of the week was I just realized that we're one week away from Ant Man and Wasp. And I work early that day, so I'll I'll be able to go see that in the theater the night before all the spoilers hit the internet. So I'm a huge Marvel fan, um, so I'm really looking for. I want to see how this ties into Infinity War. I know you weren't a fan of that, um, but yeah, I, I have that coming up. Um, working all weekend, you know, my favorite holiday is coming up, the Fourth of July. I love that. Um, I love everything about that holiday. Um, but yeah, from, from a pop culture standpoint, um, not much, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like I said, Ant-Man and Wasp and that's less than a week away, oh, a week away, next Thursday night. Should, uh, so don't, so don't plan on recording a show next Thursday night. Cause I'll be at Ant-Man and Wasp. What's play by play from, um, from, from, from that, from that movie. Um, I was going to say, uh, I I do like Fourth of July a lot. I I love the fireworks. I think it just as, as a little kid, my birthdays around that time too as well. So like you know when I was little, I was like I thought I thought the, thought the fireworks for, were for me before I learned in school that it's actually and actually actually Independence Day. But that's all. But it's listen. It's 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 the time that I do enjoy. Like summertime, you're outside all the time. You know you you have to you know, you have to cooped up in the house. I mean it like tonight it didn't get dark till almost like nine o'clock. That's wonderful. Like it's a holiday you don't have to buy gifts for anyone. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But but if you if you if you do get a chance to go to a ball game, you know whether it's uh, minor league or major league, it's it's cool to be in the stadium when it, around Fourth of July. That's always a a cool thing. So yeah, I am. I mean, I'm excited about Infinity War as well. I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna skip the Incredibles. I think to me they took too they they took too long. Like I, I love yeah. I, I love I love the first I the first Incredibles, but like to me to me it seems like a money grab. Like if you were gonna do the Incredibles, do it do it the right way. They should have been did the Incredibles in my mind, as the, the way I look at it. So I I, yeah, I got I'm, 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 I'm to Netflix. 
I wait for that come to come to DVD or something like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um really my, into... my daughter's thirteen. She's not gonna want to go with me. She's gonna go with her friends. So <laughs> no, and I want to get that. Yeah, I want to get that. They don't, don't want to do anything with you anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say um, real quick. I a couple shows I'm into now. I'm, I'm into. Uh, I've got back into Power. Power is a show on Stars. Um, it stars a bunch of different people, but 50 Cent is the guy who is the executive producer of it, and it's surprisingly very good. I wasn't going to watch it ever, but then it actually is really, really good. And a show, I for some reason, I don't know what it is, and I'm a sucker for any of these Netflix British detective shows. So the one I'm watching now is called Mar- Marcella, and I love it. I think it's a great show. I just I like all of them. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> I watch them all the time. I just, I just can't, I can't take it. I watch it all the time. Marcella is a, is a, is a great show. Um, but I think that's pretty much. It. Yeah. I'm not no. I think. I don't World know where else, where else to go. World Cup. The World Cup. And like, you know what? And like, I don't care where you stand politically. Like, I don't. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, like, if you to me left or right, I don't really care. But, but as long as you vote, I don't, as long as you vote, it's important to vote. I don't care. Just, just, just please vote. But. When Germany had their tabloid, had those paddles, had their paper come out and say, come out with the little, um, the picture of their de- the, their defenseman in front of their goal saying they're going to build a wall <laughs> and before the game against Mexico, it's kind of yeah. fitting that they lost to, it's kind of fitting that they lost to Mexico. It's, it's very <laughs> fitting. Uh, you know, we were, we were talking about the, pa- the passion that people have for the World Cup in our countries, and I know we're short on time, but... I was actually in a deli the morning Portugal won. I think it was Portugal. Um, and, like, oh, yeah. the whole deli was filled with people watching. And, like, they all stopped when the goal was scored. Um, it's, just, it's just fun to watch. So much passion. Um, I've, I've watched a lot of World Cup because it's been on early in the morning. So getting ready for work and stuff like that or at the gym. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of the World Cup. So um, it's exciting. Watch somebody, it. Especially when it's yeah, elimination. Yeah, yeah, somebody so, so somebody wrote an article about um, players being afraid to to score in Russia because they might not be able to leave the country if they if they beat Russia. But it's pretty, it's kind of funny to see that. But I was like, I yeah, I, I, I don't. It's, it's not <laughs> we'll, the 80s. We'll let that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not, yeah. Let's, let's, I I I think you really, I think you I think guys you be able to go back home. James, um, enjoy Ant Man and Wasp. We'll try to do it the day before so so we so get your perspectives. Um, but if we don't, then hey, enjoy the movie. Yeah, and then we need our uh, we need to do our '80s basketball show. Yes, and that that's going to be in. I'm going to do that after the All Star game. Oh, I want to be 100 percent prepared. I'm trying to get a pretty cool guest on that show, so we will see what happens there. All right. Have a great everybody. Y'all can have it back. In 
may not mean nothing to y'all But understand nothing was done for me So I don't plan on stopping at all I want this shit for Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When it comes to safety, nothing is more important than your vehicle's brakes. If it's hard to stop or you hear squealing or grinding noises during braking, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. You'll find the brake parts you need from trusted brands like BrakeBest and BrakeBest Select at everyday low prices. Play it safe with brakes from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts